Hear now this reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 12, verses 33 through 37. Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. The good person brings good things out of a good treasure, and the evil person brings evil things out of an evil treasure. I tell you, on the day of judgment, you will have to give an account for every careless word you utter. For by, my, for by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'm pretty sure that if I took a poll, our text this morning would not be on anyone's list of favorite Bible passages. Truly, I tell you, on the day of judgment, you will have to give an account for every careless word you utter. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Hmm. So friends, does this mean that God sits around all day, every day, keeping track of every single word that we say on some sort of divine ledger, and then that account is used to determine our eternal fate? Well, if so, it brings up a lot of other questions, like, aren't there more important things for God to judge about our lives? I mean, if I'm pounding a nail, and I hit my hand with a hammer, and an unpleasant word comes out of my mouth, does God care more about that than if I fed the hungry or clothed the naked or been kind or generous or forgiven my enemies? And does this mean then that when each one of us dies and we have our appointment with St. Peter at the pearly gates, for most of us it'll go something like this. Oh, hello, good to see you. We were expecting you, let me get the book. How's your day going? Great. Ah, here you are. Hmm. You like to talk a lot, don't you? I can see that here. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, man. 2013. It was not a good year for you. So many careless words back in 2013. I'm afraid this means that you will have to take the escalator to the lower level. Now, friends, it is true that words matter. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. Words have power. They can hurt or they can heal, and Jesus cares about our words. That old saying about sticks and stones is hogwash. I don't know why we teach our children that. No, words can build up or tear down. They matter to Christ. But friends, I don't think we are supposed to read this text and come away with some sort of mental image of God as eternal scorekeeper, nor are we meant to read this text and come away afraid that we aren't going to go to heaven because of something we said back in 2013. In this text, friends, Jesus is using hyperbole Exaggerated speech is a tool to grab the attention of his audience and to ram home a deeper point. Friends, that point is that the inside and the outside of a person are reflective. 
that our words are indicative of the state of our heart. See, I believe God doesn't judge our words so much as the heart that produces them. The Pharisees, to whom our text this morning was initially directed, just couldn't seem to get their arms around the connection between form and substance. These guys walked around freely judging and criticizing and condemning other people, all the while claiming that their hearts were full of the love of God. And Jesus got really upset about this. In fact, he reserved some of his most biting criticism for that kind of hypocrisy. You brood of vipers, he says. A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. How can you say anything good when you are evil? For from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Some years ago, I had a neighbor who was very big into Christian symbols. He had one of those Jesus fish decals on the back of his car. You all know what I'm talking about. And he also had a bumper sticker on his car that said, in case of rapture, this car will be empty. As an aside, I, I once saw a sticker that said, in case of rapture, can I have your car? But I digress. <laughs> he also had a very big collection of t-shirts with Christian sayings on them that he wore all the time, and he carried around a pocket Bible everywhere he went, and he talked a lot about his faith and about his church. Well, one morning I was out in the front yard talking with a group of neighbors, and he came over and joined the circle. We were just making small talk, you know, when the conversation turned to a family down the street. Now, this family was going through a very difficult time. They had a teenage son who was in the midst of some serious emotional struggles, and he had gotten into trouble at school and also with the law. So there was a lot of pain going on there. And this man just unleashed on these people, saying the most awful, negative, critical, condemning, hateful things about them, ending with a comment to the effect that if the parents did a better job, then perhaps their kid would be a better person. And friends, this was especially difficult to take, coming out of the mouth of a man who was wearing a Jesus is the way t-shirt, and who did talk about Jesus a lot. And what made it even more difficult was that unbeknownst to him, there was a woman standing in that circle of neighbors who had a child who was engaged in the same sorts of struggles. I wish you could have seen the pain on her face as he spoke those careless words. They were like daggers to her. You see, friends, that's the thing about careless words. Not only do they reflect the state of our heart, but they can really do incredible damage to other people. So, what are we to do with this text? It is a difficult one. Is Jesus asking us to just sort of grit our teeth and apply our willpower and grip so tight that we speak perfectly all the time, that our speech is impeccable, that we never, ever say a careless word? 
I don't think so. Because Jesus was always practical. And I think he knew we, we weren't capable of doing that on our own. As human beings, we are flawed. And I don't think we can just will our way to perfect speech. You can look out in the real world and just tell if that's true, right? So if that's not the point here, if that's not the takeaway, well then what is? Well, let's go back to Jesus' words in the text. He says, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Friends, I think Jesus is asking us to get beyond our obsession with the words themselves to the heart of the matter. You see, we've got to cooperate with the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives so our hearts are healed, they're transformed, and they're filled with grace. Only if our hearts are healed by God can we bear good fruit, speak words of blessing out into the world. And one of the ways we can cooperate with the work of the Holy Spirit and that transformation is to engage in spiritual practices that draw us closer to God. And you know what these are. Prayer. You know, an easy way to make sure you get in your daily prayer is just to say grace before every meal. Do you do that? Read Holy Scripture each day. Engage in holy conversation with brothers and sisters. Worship. Partake of holy communion. And I think a really important thing is to engage in acts of mercy and service directed to others. There's something very transforming about that kind of work. And then too, friends, I, I think we're called to ask ourselves some hard questions about what we're filling up our hearts with every day. For example, do we spend more time each day on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or praying and reading Holy Scripture? Are we following in the footsteps of the Pharisees by focusing on what is negative, looking for what we can criticize or condemn in others rather than looking for what's good and right and true, looking for the work of God in the world, looking for opportunities to use words to lift up and encourage rather than tear down? And in our media-obsessed culture, do we spend more time each day watching TV or reading things that stoke fear in our hearts? Hatred even directed at others, especially those who are different than us? Or are we deliberately taking time to be grateful and filling our hearts with grace and mercy and love as Christ would ask us to. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What we put in will come out. You know, in the year I've been with you, I know some of you have realized that I talk a lot about my grandparents. And I want to thank you for your grace in that. I talk about them a lot because they were really important people in my lives. And my, they, they just were highly influential on my spiritual development. And my maternal grandfather, who was a Methodist minister, as you can imagine, 
was really influential in my life. I wish you could have known him. He was a man who loved words. He was a voracious reader. He was a great storyteller. He was a beautiful preacher. And he loved a good joke. He had a great sense of humor, too. So you can imagine that it was the hardest thing in the whole world towards the end of his life to watch as he lost his ability to read and then to engage in meaningful conversation. It just seemed like this flow of words that have poured out through him for all of his adult life over just a couple of years diminished and then turned into just a trickle. After a while, he didn't know who we were. And I'm not certain he always knew who he was either. He couldn't really articulate his most basic needs sometimes, but I tell you what, at the end of his life, he could communicate how much he loved us. In the last hours of his earthly life, my mom and my grandmother sat with him and held his hands. And he was able to say two things. He called out for his mother. And he said, I love you. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A lifetime, a lifetime of filling his heart with the love of God through prayer and study and preaching and service to others. Well, in that moment, in that unguarded, uncalculated moment, distilled down to those words, I love you. Friends, I just have this feeling that when he came up for his appointment with St. Peter, there was no problem. And he was only directed to the up escalator. Words matter. Y'all know that. Words can hurt and words can heal. There's great power in the things that we say. God has given us such a gift in the ability to communicate with one another. But friends, we're called to bear good fruit. And, and Jesus looks beyond these words we say to the heart that produces them. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If we wish to bless the world with the words that we say, to honor Christ with our words, well then friends, willpower alone is not going to do it. We've got to cooperate with the transforming grace of Jesus Christ and get to the heart of the matter. Will you pray with me? Holy God, we give you thanks for the gift of words, for the wonderful ability to build up and encourage and express love Lord, forgive us when we are careless with the things we say and we hurt ourselves and other people and dishonor you. Every day, oh God, give us the strength and courage to open our hearts to your transforming love that we may bear good fruit. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.